Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, uh, my, my guest, Pure White Claw. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, today on the show, I'm really excited because I've got two of my really good friends uh, in this room. Um, we've got uh, the uh, White Claw Warrior himself, uh, photographer, uh, funny guy, uh, my beloved roommate. Uh, he's been putting up with me for about almost five years now. We've got Brock Dahl. Hey everyone, good to see you. And then across from me, um, we've got graphic designer and a former pizza master uh, of Ian's Pizza. Uh, we got Derek Jones. Hello world. Um, actually, he works at Ian's too. They're both pizza masters. But um, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm a now pizza Roman, you could say. Mm. Uh, I don't have a master anymore. No oh. pizza master. Oh, right. you're uh, you're you're retired, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, well, uh, how are you guys' days today? It was good. It pretty much just started. What did I do? I, I got some food. Good for you. I'm proud and of you. And some white cloths because I provided them for this interview. You did? Yeah. Um, I did that on you. For you did pay me for half, yes. So I will, I will debt you for that. Great. Uh, how was your day? It was pretty good. Uh, I got some, it was pretty productive actually. I was surprised. Uh, heard of Skillshare at all? Uh, rings a bell. Uh, you can like go on there and like look at a video and like have like lessons on like how to like code or do graphic design stuff or anything that you want. Yeah, you just started a, uh, you were working with um, the uh, staffing agency now? Yeah. Yeah, so they're like trying to like get me like orientated and like understand where I'm at like Skill-wise, and then like hooking me up with a, a yacht in the future. There's there's no wood here, but I'm gonna imagine there's some under under here. I think this yeah. I think this is just like a covering. It, it actually yeah, is wood. It's a cover. I think. Then like uh, some foam. Yeah, yeah right, right. The foam. Yeah. yeah. So you know the wood is just a couple layers down. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's it. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's let's start drinking. Man, the, okay. Specifically, the pures are like. Really fucking good. I'm just gonna like plug that now. Like better than any of like the fruity shit. Like you can only find these at Whole Foods apparently, but it tastes like just straight LaCroix. Jesus, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You said drink it. <laughs> yeah, but drinking and chugging are just two completely different demeanors. Well, it's drinking either way. I don't know. Yeah. I think you're like a good like I don't know like a good like medium. You know how kind of like. Not sprinting, but not doing long distance, kind of like. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, man. Well, you gotta pace yourself. I don't know what you're planning on. Your plans are tonight. Well, we'll see after this. Great. So, um, um, bless you. So what we talk about here on Mr. Nice Guy, um, we talk about love and fear. Um, love and fear are the two driving forces behind the creative mind, and I'm specifically interested in how people express themselves in various ways based on those things. You know, you can boil it down to like the two emotions we have, love and fear. And you guys are both kind of different creatives in different ways. I mean, obviously Brock, like you and I, uh, we've done some uh, skits in the past. Um, you've, uh, you know, you've uh, been doing photography for a long time and you just kind of live to entertain people, um, yeah. which is, uh, which 
is great to have you around in, in that regard because uh, you've entertained me a lot in the last couple of years. But then you, uh, you're a graphic designer, um, yeah. And uh, specifically, are you? Do you have like kind of? Um, are, you, are you like what specifically in designing are you specialized in? Well, it'd be more kind of like web like development, and I'll do like graphics like to go with it. But then I'm really getting into like user experience and actually like, making stuff like work for people and easy to use. Sure. And like the only a lot I actually have and like you use a day, you don't really think about them because they're just made well. But like there are some things that just like don't work out and just don't make sense. And like you just want to like apply like technical thinking and like creative thinking, like problem solving. Sure. And it just sounds like very up my alley. Wow. Because we know it's not for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so to you, like, is coding hard? Yeah, <laughs> like there's no way around it. Like it's hard, and like the first time I was doing it, like it just made no sense. I just kept like just practicing, just like just spending the time. Dude, I know a dude that like he he's completed all of his um, like major requirements, and like he was supposed to graduate like two years ago. Mark Zuckerberg, but <laughs> not close, not quite. Um, but. He, like, could not, like, he still, like, hasn't graduated because he's stuck on this one coding class oh, that man. just he cannot get past. And he's, just, he's tried it, like, three different times. And, like, it's apparently one of just insanely difficult class. It might be, like, Java or something like that. Java's really hard. It's just, yeah. like, there's so many things to mess up on on it. And, like, it's good. It's a good first language, language to learn, I think, because it's so hard. Yeah. And everything else kind of seems easier or makes more sense. I, I couldn't imagine like doing that like as you're getting a little nause nauseous over there just thinking about it like talking about it. It's so gross. It's so dude. Gross. If you need like a if we need like a garbage can here, if you ever have to like throw. No, up. I think you gotta wash now. <laughs> these bedrooms with this white cloth yeah, here. It's pretty much just water with alcohol. Yeah. Like what more can you ask? Mm. Cheers. Tasteful. Mm. Man, we're gonna get the sponsor, but only for this flavor. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I only want this. Yeah. Oh, like this and raspberry, half and half. What, what's another good white color flavor? Like, what's... Well, I mean, you can get the variety pack. Yeah. What's, what's the one that no one wants? Um, like, isn't it like black cherry or something? I, I like mean, black cherry. Shit. Right. I, I, right. I won't say no. I think no. black cherry might be the one that people enjoy, but like... I mean, I won't say no to any, any kind of white claw, really. Yeah, maybe yeah. the grapefruit one. I don't know. Dude, I don't know. I mean, it's just like... from. I feel like for most people, like... The flavor is negligible. It's just as long as it gets you drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where go? <laughs> what got you like so, like hooked on these? Because you really started like getting these a lot. Ah, uh, so this is actually only the second pack. I'm okay, about. not this kind. I'm talking like the the brand. Like oh, the brand. Yeah, you like you love this shit. I just I just drank it at a party once, and I was like, hmm, this kind of tastes just like Lacroix with alcohol in it. So. I'm game. That, that's kind of why I got into it. It's like sparkling water, which I love in general, and yeah. alcohol, yeah. which right. I also love. So, I mean, like, it's a match made in heaven, I think. A lot of people don't like LaCroix, but they like White Claw. So There's no in between with this. Stop it. being a hypocrite. Yeah. Well, maybe they, maybe a different kind of sparkling water, like some smoothie. Yeah. That might work. <laughs> or like some Perrier. Yeah, Perrier. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Just like a generic store brand. San Pellegrino. Mm, that's mm. good. Oh, yeah. That's something. I, yeah. But, man, shout out all of the uh, top brand sparkling waters on the market. Um, Brock, so what do you feel like, um, 
Because, like, you, I mean, whether it's just kind of like a skit you do on your own, like, that you post, like, on social media, or if it's something we've done to promote an event that you're, like, involved in, like, what, how, like, what parts of you do you feel like you're comfortable, like, kind of expressing when, you know, you're making people laugh through, like, a video that you don't feel like you're comfortable yet, like, you know, expressing yourself otherwise? I don't know, I used to be like really out there, like, you know, like just crazy. Like you, you were with me through that and you might have seen that a little bit, but like, oh, you yeah. know, I kinda like pulled myself back a little bit. Yeah. Search Brock on YouTube. Well, I they actually deleted my YouTube channel oh. because I posted a copyrighted okay. music clip. <laughs> okay, correct. Don't search Brock Dog. Yeah, YouTube. don't don't search me on anything. But yeah, I mean, I'm just, I was just trying to like pull back a little bit from that so I could like be more quiet and listen to people and like kind of observe myself from like an outside perspective. Yeah. And like, I like to show that on video. Like, I can still be wild and crazy, but like, you know, I, I like to pull it back a little bit when I'm talking to people now. Do you feel like it's a way that it like kind of curves social awkwardness where it's like this is just a more, a way you're more comfortable, like, like, you know, rather than you know, talking to people and, like, making conversation that, you know, other people might be used to. It's, like, this is kind of, like, your thing, your way of, like, showing who you are. Yeah. You know, I like to be random and kind of keep people on their toes a little bit yeah. when it comes to conversation, but, you know, it's all just a front. Right. <laughs> to, to hide the... To hide my social awkwardness, I just yeah. gotta be, like, you know... To just <laughs> to hide the void. Yeah. <laughs> to hide the you know. <laughs> what do you think is but, like in your opinion? Because like you know you obviously know that you're funny. Like what do you think is like the funniest thing you've ever done? That that like you outwardly did like that other people have seen. There's so many funny things I do by myself that I just think are hilarious. <laughs> but you know I, I don't know if I can pinpoint just one. What, what, do you remember anything? What's, uh, the, what's the funniest thing I've ever done? I feel like one of the funniest... Or the worst thing. Because um, they're both probably funny. Yeah, some stuff I cannot say on camera, but like... Um, some stuff is also to my ex expense. Um, specifically, our freshman year uh, Snapchat, UWM Snap story. Um, but... <laughs> I fucked your Cheerios. Yeah, Brock did <laughs> fuck my Cheerios. Yeah, and it was funny. It's a funny story. Um... He had a box of Cheerios in his room, and uh, he used to just munch out of them all the time. And, um, you know, I just, I just thought it'd be funny in my naive 19-year-old mind, like, hey, what if I stuck my dick in balls in his Cheerios? In balls? That's that's. You didn't tell me the balls part. Well, yeah, I didn't tell you the balls part, but, <laughs> you know. Anyway, so I fucked his Cheerios, and later that night, um... Uh, we had a group of people playing like truth or dare, like just, just as a setup for Ben to eat the Cheerios. And I dared someone, someone dared me to eat the Cheerios. I'm like, no, Cheerios are fucking disgusting. I can't eat those. Like, that's just foul. I would never do that. Just trying to, just trying to like encourage Ben, like, oh, well, I'll eat those Cheerios. I eat them all the time. And then he just starts munching away at the Cheerios, like, no problem. And like, everyone in the room knew what was going on. <laughs> So, like, Ben just munching and munching, like, half a box of Cheerios. I didn't know what you guys were laughing at. Yeah. Like, no. I was just... 
We were just trying to... I, I felt like something was, like, something was, um, like, uh, in in the air. Something was amiss. Amiss, yeah, that's the word, yeah. But, yeah, long story short, we eventually told you and you were very upset. <laughs> that I fucked you serious. Yeah, animal. Not for that. Ow. Well, yeah, that might not be the funniest thing I've ever done. But the it's, hey, that's it's one of the funniest cool. things the, I've ever done to him. Yeah. Well, okay. Also, uh, the, the lion puppets were yeah. Oh, I should have <laughs> forgot to bring that. You should have brought the lion puppet. I should have brought the lion puppet. Yeah, what's with the lion puppet? I'll see it every now and I was like, where, what, where, how? Yeah, no, the lion puppet just came about, I don't know. Uh, we just started playing around with it one day and, uh, and then we're just talking with it and trying right. to, and you gotta like keep it like kind of low volume, like, <laughs> <laughs> like make it seem like it's talking like a normal person. And it's just super endless laughs. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, it's Rory. 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 Oh wow. That's, that's the line for his name. Tight. Um, you spill your English in breakfast My tea. empty cup of not tea anymore. Um, so where do you feel like you, you know, like, I mean, this is just a really dreaded question that you'll get on like any, from pretty much any interview, you know, for a job, but like, where, like, where, <laughs> where do you see, like, where do you see yourself with like, you know, the, the, the coding and the graphic design, like ideally, like what's like the ideal work environment for you? Ideal work environment. I want to be working combination working like in an office. I'm like. In my own time, so I can like travel and like do stuff. So it would be like yeah. a freelance kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're like, a freelance coder. That would be nice. If and someone like, you know just needs some coding real quick. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're the guy. Like, hey, I'll take that contract. Oh, I don't have to be in an office. See ya. I'm out. I'm in uh, spin the globe somewhere. I'm in subcontinent of India. Subcontinental India. Just hanging out. Yeah. I'm in the Ganges River. What up? It's your boy DJ, just yeah. coding away. Yeah, <laughs> I got my shots in everywhere. I'm gonna shoot this shot and uh, get it again, get this code on. So, so like you, that would not entail like you wouldn't want to like you know grind in like a nine to five uh, atmosphere. I mean, I want to try. I want to like have a, like try different things and see where I like like to fit in. Cause like I've done like nine to five stuff before and like. It's cool because it's a routine. Yeah. yeah. And then you just kind of like do the same thing every day, but also kind of like, you're just like, oh my god, like I'm making no progress. Yeah. What am I doing? Monday, month, yeah. like Fridays come so fast. Like when you were in 9 5, it was just kind of like, oh, it's over. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like, I feel like not having a 9 to 5, but also not being in school just makes all the days just blend together. Yeah. Like yeah. every day has the same value to me. Like mm -hmm. I don't. I don't, like, whether it's the week or the weekend, it's like, you know, I get scheduled to work, you know, a couple days of the week, but it's all really the same kind of thing. Same yeah. I, yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, you know, we were in school for our whole lives, and now we're done. Yeah. So now we just start kind of just swimming out in the open a little bit. And, yeah. You know, trying to be adults. Right. Not really working too well, but we're, we're getting there. We're lazy. Yeah. We have to work hard. We're lazy. We have to work hard. <laughs> or it's like when we were a little, when we were kids, like when you, you know, had to go to school every day, you know, you had to take the bus to school and then go to school for seven, eight hours of the day. You just could not wait until you were grown up and you were older and you just didn't have to go to school anymore. Like, I mean, I know, oh, yeah. I can speak for myself on that, like where 
when I was younger, like I hated going to school. I just couldn't imagine life, what life was like outside of like, you know, not having to just sit in a classroom like yeah. all day. Yeah. And I just couldn't imagine what's like to just be free and not have to do that because it's just taught to us from a young age that's the pathway to success is, you know, studying in an institution for 12, 13 years of your right. life. That's, yeah. the, that's the end goal pretty much. Once you're growing up, it's like go through college and graduate. Mm. Yeah. And now we did that. So, uh, now what? Figure it out. <laughs> now we got to figure it out. Okay. Right. And like a lot of us were getting us from an older generation that had like different circumstances. Yeah. So like they're now still, like it still helps, but like also kind of like, Things are a little different. Yeah, right? no, things are different. Yeah, like, have to change. Like, yeah. I have relatives who have, like, worked the same, for the same company for, like, 40s and years. Yeah. 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 Not because they, like, needed it, because they just enjoy doing it. And, and like, that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Some people really just crave that structure. You know, it gives them, it helps them find that, um, just that sense of worth, yeah. like, mm -hmm. just through doing that. And that's, we need people like that in the world. Absolutely. If you found something that you like doing, then, like, by all means, keep doing it. Yeah, if I could do a nine to five, uh, just doing these podcasts, I'd be okay with it. But there's no monetization in that right now. There's no monetization. But so back up, like back what I was saying, like I, like I would, I, I'm really, really grateful to be out of school now. Like I, I, like I, I'm so happy. Like I'm done with school. Like I'm, like I wouldn't look back and be like, shit. I wish I was like still like in a classroom. <laughs> I wish I still had. Like, I was just so bored. I wish I still <laughs> sat in a lecture hall on my phone the whole time. Um, which was why I just did not ever really learn, like, in a lecture hall. Because my attention just bounces off the walls. But, like, I never was really much, like, I never really learned that way. Like, it's, if, I, I learned most of, like, the valuable skills or, like, things that interest me, like, on my own time. Mm -hmm. Um... Like, I was nat always grew up, I was naturally good at English, really bad at math. Mm -hmm. And because I just hated math so much, I never took the time to, like, really work through, like, problems and equations and formulas and stuff. Like, I never, it's, I didn't care because I just, I fucking hate math. Nothing is going to convince me otherwise. I just don't want, I don't care about being good at math. Yeah. And that's why I never really got good at it. You but don't really have an analytical brain. No, yeah, and as some people... Neither do I. Yeah, yeah, people oriented one way or the other, yeah. usually. Some people are good at both. Those are the bastards. Yeah. Fuckers. Those are the people that Not are shaping fair. those are people that are shaping the world of tomorrow. Well, tell them to piss off. I don't like them. Well. Yeah. Just kidding. No. That keep knowing what you're doing. We need to save the world. Yes. Yeah. All with of your us math probably. and my uh whatever it is. Your skit making. Yeah. <laughs> um, with my ability to distract them from that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We need that, right? With your own talents. Yes. So, but yeah, like I mean, do you guys feel like you were similar in a similar way? Because like I mean, you guys are sort of like you know, you guys are kind of like eccentrically creative, like in unconventional ways. Do you guys feel like you were like you weren't really good classroom learners and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, like I feel like a lot of cl the classes I took were like lecture style and like I left take notes and I was just kind of like be split between like paying attention to what they're saying and then like writing notes and I couldn't really like learn properly but like all my like art classes and like studio classes well all ones are hands-on learned the most of them mm. so I really like working with the teacher working with other people and like making stuff together and like learning through like the process yeah 
What about you? You know, classroom learning is always like kind of a big struggle because like, you know, I have ADD so my mind is like constantly wandering no matter what. Even during this interview right now, I was kind of wondering. Yeah. So like during class, like I would pay attention and stuff and like take notes on what I needed to, but like most of the time I was just dicking around. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> unless I was like engaged, like doing something with someone or like just working on my own, I was kind of like. I think in that, I think that that's also because like so many, just so much like curriculum is so theoretical. You know, like in, in yeah. schools, like everything is just about theory and shit. Yeah. It's like I would learn more when I was by myself, right? Like actually looking up the stuff. Yeah, like when I was in high school, like my broadcasting class, I learned a lot doing that shit because I was working with like actual cameras and I was working yeah, on yeah, like yeah. computers and like I was doing shit that like I actually like got to go like like start <laughs> typing and clicking and st like that's the stuff that like you know keep keeps you engaged and it's like. Yeah. It's not so easy for me to, you know, read, like, ancient, uh, like, not ancient, but like, like, old-ass literature and expect to, like, write about the, the con conceptual yeah. themes on, like, it's like, that's why I just, you know, I knew that I was, like, I knew that, like, I could understand it, but when it came to, like, actually doing, like, the, the course load and, like, doing the, um, like, writing papers and stuff about what I learned, it's like, you know... Who the fuck cares? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, what, am I, what am I gaining? Like, it's like, I'd rather just take this in on my own and, and like, take it for what it, what, it, what it means to me, whether it does or doesn't, mm -hmm. and... Yeah, move forward. Give yeah. me the A. I want the A. Yeah, and like when you like learn something and not, not not having to worry about like like a letter grade for it, I think yeah. you get more out of it. Yeah. Like I've been like reading stuff that I like read in school. And it's like, oh, this is really cool, actually. Yeah. But, like the like, same authors and like same kind of ideas. I'm like, oh, this is actually really fun. Yeah, dude. If you read the Greek, the uh, if you read the Great Gatsby, like just casually, like it's a it's really tight. it's a good ass book. And I watched the Tobey Maguire movie. Yes, and the Tobey Maguire movie is great. <laughs> but, like, and that was, like, you know, and I have to admit, like, I never, like, really, like, fully read a lot of the books, like, we were assigned to read, like, in high school. But The Great Gatsby was a book I actually read. And, uh, fuck, like, that was a great-ass book. But I'm sure I would have enjoyed it more if I didn't have to, like, be annotating. Yeah, and, yeah. Re like having a and having a quiz on it every week, like just enjoying the yeah. book. That should just yeah, that should difference because then it gives you kind of like that negative connotation to the book. I'm, like, I'm doing work with this book. Yeah, this book is an assignment, and I'm being judged based on how I'm analyzing this book. And oh, I'd yeah. rather just do it more seamlessly and more authentically. Like you didn't pick the book out because you enjoyed it. You were assigned to it. So You're like, assigned to care about. Even it. Even though it's yeah. a wonderful book, it's like. You know, it's work. Yeah. So it just kind of puts that negative connotation in there. Yeah. yeah. I remember having to, mm -hmm. I remember to read Taylor Two Studies my freshman year of yeah. high school. Yeah. And that was a struggle mm -hmm. to get through. Yeah. I was super lucky because um, my sister, she teaches, she's an English teacher. And she's read it a dozen times. Many a time. Many a time. And every night or every night I needed work, we would like go over a chapter or a section of the chapter. And she would like, hey, highlight this. What does this mean? And like, go over it with me. Yeah. And I would, like, I would have passed that class if I didn't have, like, my 20-some-year-old sister helping me out. Mm. And, like, it was just rough. 
It was a good book. It's a really good book. But I don't know if I would read it again because, like, just going through that ruined it for me. And it's also just sort of, like, so stretched out. Yeah. So both of you have your degrees. Um, um, so what... <laughs> so... <laughs> okay, Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3. Take the Okay. That was a great movie. You, you can't Fantastic that. movie. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. It did win an Oscar. Man. Spider-Man 3? Spider-Man 3. Yeah. It was hot hot take. It's a hot cultural take. icon. Spider-Man 2 was better. I, I know Spider-Man 2 was better. <laughs> but Spider-Man 3 is great in its own right because James Franco tries to flip an omelet and he misses. Oh, he yeah. Shit. Hey, how about that? Yeah, that's hey, the... Gonna cry? Gonna cry? <laughs> Okay, okay, back on <laughs> back on topic. So you guys have your Okay. You guys have your college degrees. Yes. Like a lot of people like are like in our generation, like millennials, like are finding way, alternative ways to chase after the goal after their goals to acquire experience and skills in order to get where they need to be. Like I like I for one like I have a lot of friends who either dropped out of college or didn't go to college at all mm-hmm. and they're perfectly sane with like where they are in life yeah. and they're happy and um and they're you know doing what they please bastards mm-hmm. yeah um but do you guys feel like you know like do you like wh- where are you guys still grateful that you like went followed through with like going to college and getting your degree and like actually you know uh Push, like, sticking it through, like, all that kind of academic bullshit. Well, I mean, like, just the experience of going, like, going through college and finishing it, I think that's good. Like, it builds character, yeah. I think. So if you're in school, stay in school. Trust me, it'll be worth it. I'll but it's not it. always for you. And that's an... So, <laughs> I know I just completely just shit on what you just said. But if you're in school <laughs> right now, stay in. Yeah. But, but you're right, though. You're right, though. You, got, you definitely got a point. Yeah, because some, like, I think that it's key, because, like... Some people are just, some people, like, there is, in, in, like, in, immense merit to going to school and, like, like, especially if they're going into something like, you know, business or science or, like, medicine, medicine. Yeah. things like that, like, you... Where you really need to know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, right, because, you know, if you... You gotta be a professional. Right, because if you do, like, one little, like, false step, it can cost yeah. you your job. Yeah. So, like... People's lives. But then, yeah, more, more danger. People that have liberal, people that have liberal. <laughs> okay, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. People that have liberal arts degrees, mm. such as us, like we don't have a guaranteed pathway. Like once we're done with our degrees, and it's like, it's a lot. Like we have a lot more like freedom to kind of choose what to do with that. But yeah. it also takes. It's more of a. It's a more daunting process, like getting there and like acquiring like a job because we can speak on our own, like, on our own, uh, we can attest to that, like, you and I are both still working day jobs in restaurants, and, but we have college degrees, and it's like, I mean, both of us are, like, talented in our own right, but it's just hard. It's, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to stand out, be applying to, especially applying to these jobs on Indeed that you, that you know, true to yourself, aren't even what you want, Yeah, and you're applying to this job, and it's like, 
you know, this job was posted on a, on a search website and I'm not even like, I'm one of how, however many, God knows how many candidates, people that have the same looking resume. Yeah. 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 Or, or have plenty more experience than I do that I don't know about. And like, you know, what do I, what, what can I possibly expect out of that? Yeah. And that's been like, I don't know about you, like with your job service, but like, I know that I applied to like a shit ton of jobs that's like after I was done with my degree and I heard back from maybe one of like 20 Yeah. and it wasn't a job that I even wanted, but it's a job that like, it's like, Hooray! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's still like a job that like applied to like my degree of sorts and yeah. I, I still went in for an interview and stuff but like and you had a real job for a day right no <laughs> let, let me let me get that straight it was like it felt like a real job like i dressed up all formal for it and like went to the interview like okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna kill it like i'm gonna go into this right, interview yeah. and like gonna get this job show them what i got and then it turned out i was like selling direct tv at walmart <laughs> yeah so i was just like this, this isn't really what I had in mind. Like, you know, I'm not that kind of dude. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, but like, no offense to Rococo Inc. Because that's what it was. But, you know, it just was not for me. Right. And like, even when you do find a job, like you were saying on Indeed, even when you do find a job that you want, it's like, so difficult to like yeah. stand out because there's going to be like, 10, 20 other people mm-hmm. who are applying to that. Because team. it's a public application. And it's mm-hmm. like, if... And you know that a lot of other people are in your boat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they graduated too. They yeah, got degrees. They need fucking jobs. And pretty soon, like, there's going to be a whole another wave of graduates, like, come May, like, that are just kind of fresh. Then there are people are already applying, like, you know, a month winding down of school. Yeah. But yeah, and so it's like, you know, it's just not, it's not personal. It's not personal to, like, apply to a job to an agency that I, or a company that, doesn't know me, mm. and they don't see my data. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that in that in that way, it's these days like a lot of people are finding jobs or they're finding pathways to success based on who they know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's why you know I stress these networking events that that occur, you know, in your community. Like it is crucial experience to go to those because. You don't know who's going to be there. You don't know who is going to potentially have exactly what you want. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. getting someone, knowing someone, like, face-to-face, they'll like, be, like, sending your resume, like, anywhere. It's a game-changer. Like, honestly, there was, uh, I went to St. Louis one time and uh, got in the lift from the, uh, the train station. It was, like, ten minutes late because she couldn't find a way to the train station. It's, it's kind of confusing, so I, I gave it to her for that. But yeah. I went to uh, my destination. Mm-hmm. And she's still like, oh yeah, I do this, do kind of like business and like tech stuff. I mean, she gave me her card to like talk to her. Yeah. Just like my, my like Lyft driver. Right, yeah. And like just talking to her for like a few minutes. And I was like, what? What? Holy shit. So like what you're saying, Ben, networking and talking to people. Like yeah. you never know who you're going to talk That's to. That's going to get you so much farther in this age than applying to some mindless job on a website that dozens of other people are using too. Like, and granted, like it's still like you can't rely too much on like, you, you, you still can't pigeonhole people or experiences that you find where it's like, oh shit, you can give me a job? Like, let's go! Like, yeah, yeah. you still can't, like, you still can't, you still have to keep your options open, obviously, and it's like, everyone that you meet that is doing something interesting isn't going to provide 
exactly what you're looking for, mm -hmm. or you know, it's like they you still like, you know, you still kind of have to prove yourself in that regard. But that's still like that. I've I found in my own experience, in only a couple months of like, you know, like being more active in like you know the creative scene in Milwaukee, that like just showing up and being present is you know has been has proven miles more effective for myself than it has like you know trying to find jobs the old-fashioned way honestly the mountain when i come to muhammad so muhammad went to the mountain he went there oh we're doing Just biblical uh <laughs> now what happened when muhammad went to the mountain uh i don't remember i think god talked to him you know the usual oh sweet yeah <laughs> just talked about like how did you do this it's All like, right. Yeah, I had a podcast by himself. Yeah, to hear white claws. And he just got down to business. Yeah. yeah. Got to the nitty gritty and just drank. He really just said, he sat down and he said, so what do you say you do here? <laughs> yeah. Shout out Office Space. Great, quotable movie. I was actually watching Office Space a couple days ago. And it's such a good movie. I love Mike Judge. Oh, God. He's in that movie, actually. <laughs> yeah, Is he? Well, yeah, he directed right. it. Oh, he directed it too. No, yeah, yeah, he's like in the movie. He's the uh, the manager of the Chaskis. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The guy who's like, we're gonna go ahead and have a little talk. Yeah, about he, your flight. Yeah, your flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was the guy. He was the manager. Man, classic. And I was. Man, shout out Jennifer Aniston. Brock, with your own experience, like, um, so you like you also you did photography for a while, specifically music photography. Um, like, uh, what do you, like, what excited you about, you know, just showing up, being at shows and taking pictures? Like, what did you feel like you gained for yourself with that? Well, just like the experience of being at a show in general was exciting. Like, mm -hmm. you know, in particular, it was like most of, most of the people I took pictures of I knew and like they're performing for like some of their first shows, like, and it was just exciting to see them go out and do their thing. And I just wanted to like what excited me was getting a like great shot of them. Like, you yeah. know, just In trying the to glow. Get them, yeah, no, just trying to capture the moment as best as possible. Mm -hmm. And that's what excited me pretty much. Yeah. What's one of your like most memorable shows? What most memorable show? Where like it can be like the actual show or like the audience or something that happened at the show. Honestly the Miramar show was pretty The first and forever tour show, like the Miramar show with um Trip. <laughs> well, okay, so our buddy Trip like came out and he shout performed. Out, shout out Matt Carroll. Shout out Matt Carroll. Shout out Trip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good but deal. um, he had like the biggest crowd of the show, and like he was just like living in our place, just like booling around and making music. So it was just awesome to see him go out and kill it in front of all these people. It's transformative to see that. It like, is. To see your friend that like you have so many day-to-day -day interactions with. It's like you see them at their at their bummiest, but you also you're seeing them at their best right now, doing yeah. what they're good like, at. Like that's just your fucking friend. But yeah. then they get on stage and it's like, wow, no. Yeah. He's, he's killing it. And then King Louie came on and there was King four people Louis, in the audience, yeah. including myself. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. You know, it kinda went downhill after trip, but like he had the Probably the biggest crowd of the night. But it's like, isn't that insane when, like, how, like, local talent, like, kind of stole the show there? Yeah. It's no, like our community it. shaped that, and they came for, you know, the people that we were friends with that were performing rather than King Louie. No disrespect to King Louie. King Louie, I love his music, and it was still awesome to have him there. But, 
Yeah, like it's, we were like the main ones selling the tickets too. Like it was yeah. our group of people like going out and like trying to push these tickets to people. Like push the show, push our brand. Treaded word. Yes. Tickets. And yeah, yeah no. So Derek, like, um, so, like, where do you feel? <laughs> yeah, get ready for this. Yeah. Throwing a curveball at you. It's like. What part of like success intimidates you? Intimidates me? I don't know. Just kind of like being separated from my friends or like my family or from like community that like helped me get there. I was talking to my dad about this actually. About uh, we were he he got he got on like Lindsay Lohan and how she was like nice and like cute and like Herbie fully loaded and like stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was fully loaded. <laughs> she went from Herbie fully loaded to just fully loaded. Dude, she's definitely fully loaded now. Yeah. And like, he was just like, oh man, what happened to her? This just, this bad habits. And like, I told him like, I never want to be that famous where I'm like drinking myself in like a coma or like doing drugs stuff like that. Like Phil Smurr off and that's still like, blows my mind, like, cause he's just like a good actor yeah. and a good dude, and like, yeah. we wouldn't expect that ever, right? he was just like, oh, do you have Yeah, and like, just seeing things like that, like, things all like separate me from like, real, the real world. That's, mm-hmm. that's the scariest thing about success for me. Yeah. Not that I don't want to like, be a gajillionaire, but also want to like, just want to like, do this. You yeah. still want, yeah, you still want to like, you want to have a normal life. You yeah. want to have that, that sense of like, um, you know, connection with your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Like, once you become famous, you can't become unfamous. You can become infamous, but you can't become unfamous. Yeah. And it's and like, like, you, and you can, I mean, you can also, like, you know, hype, hype dies down. It's like, you know, people can, it's like, for example, like, people that are, like, you know, one-hit wonders or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, they blow up, like, overnight over this, like, one song they have, but then they... You know, people gradually like the move the ex- on. Yeah, the excitement. It, yeah, moves on to different content, different yeah, parts of the industry, yeah. different developments. But it's like you're still remembered for yeah. what you you're you're still acknowledged for like what that glory was like when it happened. Definitely. But yeah, I like you. If I made like a gajillion dollars, if I came by Illuminaire, I would just want like a real house. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I think about that too. It's like I don't. Do I really, like, even if I'm, like, successful, granted, like, you know, I have money to spend, which, you know, is uh, an alien thing to me right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'd still, I feel like I'd still, I mean, like, sure, I'd want a nice house, but I don't want, like... You want to get stunt on these holes. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. You, you just want to, like... Do you, you need know? something over the top? Yeah. When you could be giving money like that, when you could be giving a lot of money to things like... You know, for one, traveling yeah. and ex- experiencing. Exactly. Two, charities, like people in need, like things that you're passionate about yeah. that, you know, you can be pushing your money towards. Investing in your community or where you're yeah. in your hometown. And, and it's like you see, like, you see us in just this, and that's just kind of the ugly side of, you know, just like the, like, um, the, the divisive um, economic system that we live under right now where it's like all these rich people like are so like they just want to keep their money so much and like they they like are in control of corporations or they have these monopolies or they have these like you know they're they have this wild amount of money that basically has completely like ripped apart the middle class and then there's Mm -hmm. us at the bottom where it's like we're these poor kids that are that are living off of (laughs) 
yeah. that, are, that have blows the payback, that are still working like low income jobs, that don't that struggle to maintain that you know sustainable income. Yeah, like I mean, shit. Like I, like I just had to apply to a for a forbearance for my loans that um, I owe for school, and it's like shit. You know, it'd be nice if like this wasn't like this is a like it'd be nice if this wasn't an issue. Yeah. But um I mean obviously it is, but it's like yeah, like you have these people that have so much like money that they don't even know what to do with and they it's like they're not they're they're not contributing like, you know, their their uh work they're they're not con- contributing their money's worth to you know, bettering society yeah. and bettering you know, the the rest of the people that don't have those resources. And not only that, there's not a whole lot of, like, there's not many viable options, honestly. Yeah. Like, the best thing, <laughs> honestly, the best thing, like, I mean, obviously, besides, like, community involvement and stuff like that, the best thing we can do is vote. Honestly, yeah. And, like, I was thinking, too, about, uh... I don't like voting. Voting, voting is, is dope. Voting is good. It, 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 it takes, like, half an hour, maybe... And then, you know, your voice is heard. That's what the point of playing is to, you know, be heard. Yeah. So vote. And it's like, even if it doesn't come in your favor, you still tried. You still exerted your God-given right mm-hmm. to do, to, to cast your voice and have it be heard. So, um, I bet it takes you longer to browse Pornhub than to vote. Not you hey. specifically, but, it, but you me. in general. No, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, you. All right, just me. Okay, Brock. How about you? Like, what? Where do you? Like, what part of success intimidates you? Like, what? What makes you excited about it, but simultaneously like apprehensive about it too? I don't know. I just don't want to lose myself. Like, I have a very thin grasp of who I am right now, and I don't want to lose that in in case of like. Not that I'm going to have instant success, but, like, you know, I don't want to, like, get to a point where, like, I, like, can't talk with my friends or family normally without, like, some drama going on. Or, like, I don't want to be the guy. I want to, like, get back to my family if I, like, get to that point where I'm, like, wealthy enough where I can, like, support my family. But, like, I don't want to just be the guy that people come to for money and ask, like... Yeah. Because that's what ruins people, pretty much. Right. Like because professional, just, like athletes, like yeah. they often fall into trouble with, like, you know, giving money to their family because they made it, and like people are always asking for them, and they don't know how to manage their money, so like they go broke, and like I just don't want to like get to a point where I've always wanted to, and then fall, like just because of some dumb stuff. Yeah, but yeah, because it's like at that point, it's people that are coming to you or value you based on what you have. Like, they're coming to you because they need something and they know you have something that they can gain from. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then, like, I guess another thing for me is, like, reaching the point where I, like, where I want to, like, be at and then, like, figuring out what to do from there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I probably want to, like, teach or, like, mentor something and, like, share what I've learned, you know, once I'm, like, 40 or 50 or whatever. Yeah. But, like... You'd be a great teacher. I would... I would that, see, I, would I, to, I, told, <laughs> I told you how dumb I am with school, but I would totally, like, re-enroll just to, for you to be my teacher. I, I wouldn't want to teach in the school. I want to do, like... You ever, um, ever gone Khan Academy? Yeah. 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 So, like, do stuff like that. I used to fucking love Khan Academy. Yeah, Khan Academy. 
Shout out Khan Academy. Shout out to Khan. I forgot what his first name is, but hey, he, it's he saved my life. Yeah. I forgot his last name. I don't, know, I don't know what his name is. I, th- I think either his first name or his last name is Khan. Yeah. Well, thank you, Khan. Thank you, Khan. Shout out Khan. All right, guys, so we're going to close out here. Um, so to, um, yeah, finish your drinking. Um, Jesus. Um, so Derek, we'll start with you. What keeps you up at night? <laughs> it keeps me up at night. Um, I don't know, there's things I could have done that were, like, simple, that could have prevented bigger problems. Just, like, I really, like, it's, like, small, small stuff to you. It was kind of like, oh, I should have brought this thing, like, a pen, like a actual penny pen. I used or, to forget so many pencils in school. And then just, I can relate. And then just, like, all, like, bigger stuff. I guess, eh, like one thing would be kind of, like, just, like, forgetting something that was, like, really important. And some, like, you should have just, like, brought this one thing or, like, did this one yeah. thing. Yeah. So, like, the simple things I could have done that could have prevented bigger problems. But right, yeah. I, I learned from those. Little things you overlook. But like being like twenty three, like we're, we're all still we're like still growing up. We yeah, got like still two for years, yeah. We still don't know shit. <laughs> no, and that's that's yeah. scarier too, because like we're secreting like, oh, I'm not married. No, yeah. No. Like, <laughs> we thought people with degrees would be like, you know, ready for the world. Like as we were growing up, we saw these people with like you know, growing up with degrees, and they got it all figured out, and like. Even at like 18, 19, we thought we had it all figured out. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. We, the world is our oyster. Nothing's going to hurt us. And even at 23, pretty much no one knows shit, I'm going to assume, until they're like 30 or 40. Yeah, I remember my first week of school, of college. Like, by the end of the first week, I realized I didn't know a fucking family. Like, it's literally nothing. Like, I'm, I'm stupid. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. And like, that was probably one of the best things that happened to me that, that year. Boy, honestly, it humbles you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't know shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't know shit about the world. So, Brock, what keeps you up at night? The fact that um, I'm not where I thought I was supposed to be when I was 18 because I was young and virile. And, like, virile. Virile. <laughs> but, but, um. Rare word. I guess, uh. <laughs> you just humbled point. yourself just now. Yeah, I put that myself down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh. I guess what keeps me up at night is just like, you know, getting a job in my field that I graduated in because like, you know, to be honest, I'm afraid like more than anything like that I'm going to like disappoint my family. And that's, that's not normally the best option because you should be in it for yourself. But like, I am kind of scared of disappointing my family a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to like go to college and have them go through all this shit with like helping me pay like with my loans and stuff even though I'm also paying like yeah. I, I just don't want to like let them down I don't want to let anyone down that's pretty much what keeps me up at night yeah. I, I hate like feeling like you know that I've like done harm to someone or like made them feel made them think less of me because of some stupid stuff yeah so yeah that's that's what keeps me up at night I, or let's share dreams. We can get through this together. So that's like, what's my second question? What puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Uh, like literally, dang, mm, watching and and theoretically, mm. I, I, I really like to meditate. Honestly, 
like just like meditate like during the day, like once during the day and once at night, and kind of like just calm down and like sort out what's like in my mind and what's going on, and then just calm down, just go to bed, or just like watching Joe Rogan. Yeah, uh, watching a podcast. Yeah, he, you know, he he can be very soothing. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. Um, so like Joe Rogan or uh, Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky, that's yeah. the name you don't hear that often. Dude, I, I just love hearing how how the media is just kind of like, just like threatening like how we perceive the world. And he's just go to bed to that. It's so nice. And hearing how like linguistics are formed. Yeah. Thank you, Noam. Damn. Get into that one. Rack will put you to sleep as you open another white claws. Oh, white claws put me to sleep. White claws put practice. No, actually, <laughs> they put me to sleep and then they wake me up at like 6 a.m. Yep. And then I can't fall back asleep. Yeah, that's a mood. But, that's a whole ass mood right there. Mood. But really, uh, what puts me to sleep is just that, you know. Talk to the mic. You know, uh, what puts me to sleep is that I'm, I'm comfortable with myself and that I'm, I'm good enough for this world. But really, what puts me to sleep is just like watching the same videos over and over again right. because, um, you know, I'm used to it and it just kind of like lulls me into like a like a bored state where I can just fall asleep and not think about anything. <laughs> it's really hard to put me to sleep. I don't go to sleep until like 5, 6 in the morning usually. Because yeah. <laughs> that's just my schedule. Like so I, work the, so yeah. I work the night shift at Ian, so like, you know, it's been my life for two years. And what puts me to sleep is just, you know, besides... Being done at Ian's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. being done at Ian's. And like, you know, what puts me to sleep? Just... The ice cream man. <laughs> who tastes the ice cream and then you're like, well, cover all my those Caramel. The cream. Pure vanilla. And just Sweetness. like, just the sound of him like flicking his tongue like on the roof of his mouth like just puts me to sleep immediately. It's like ASMR. It's like, mm. A lot of people find it disturbing, but. What's I'm your like, favorite ASMR? What do you go for? Top three ASMR. Type, type thing. Alright, well, that guy, John Harrison of E.D.'s <laughs> Ice Cream. Shout out John Harrison. Name. Uh, what else puts me to sleep? You know, just maybe stand-up comedy because I like, I love comedy. I the love Chris the art Rock. Of <laughs> Chris, Rock Chris, is, comedy. Chris Rock is kind of loud, so like, it, it's kind of like <laughs> difficult. Like, I've been watching a lot of David Spade lately because <laughs> it's just like yeah. droll and boring. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like, either that, stand-up comedy, or, um, Ocean Sounds. I enjoy Ocean Sounds. Mm-hmm. It was my top Spotify artist of last year, which I was disappointed about. Really? But because nice. I, really I just left it on when I went to sleep. Oh, you were really stressed out. Then. Yeah, no. I, just the sound yeah. of the waves. I've been there. Um, yeah. For, for it's, me, it's, it's, it's wind good. chimes. Wind chimes. Wind chimes. Yeah. What? Well, everyone has their ambience. Yeah. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Um, be sure to check out Brock Doll Photography on Facebook. And um, Derek, do you have any? Uh, Plugs. Um, uh, follow me, Derek.net, all spelled out on Twitter, and Derek.net on Instagram. And also, also Brackdoll on Instagram. Yeah. I'm getting my website up soon, so yeah. uh, inquire for more. Gotta make plugs there. Okay. Brackdoll.com. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time! Bye!